Hello and welcome to this edition of Doug's Morning Drive. Uh, this past weekend, I had the privilege to speak to our church's college and career group, uh, the ministry that we call Ignite. And what a great time it was. We all uh, lived together in this large house that we were able to rent out and had great uh, fellowship. There were games, there was food. But there was true Christian fellowship as well. There was uh, exhorting one another and urging one another in the things of God. And I know the private conversations that I had with one or two uh, along the way uh, were very profitable uh, for myself and hopefully for those that I was uh, speaking to. And I know that many others gathered around in different uh, one-on-one kinds of groups uh, to encourage. And we had uh, a lot of teaching sessions as well where we gathered together and sang songs of praise and, uh, and studied the Word of God together. The subject or the topic for the retreat was actually not a broad topic, but the book of James. Uh, I love the book of James. I enjoy teaching it. I enjoy reading it. Uh, I'm convinced that most people, when they come to the book of James, don't quite understand what to do with it. If you look at the commentaries and, uh, and read the uh, theologians on it, most of them will say that James is kind of like the New Testament version of the book of Proverbs, that James gave a series of disconnected, wise sayings for the Christian. And although there is a great deal of wisdom in the book of James, I think that is simply a mistaken way to look at the book. Uh, I don't believe that James was given a giving a bunch of proverbs. I believe that James had one major theme that he was focusing on through the entire book, and that it carries itself along just like any other epistle, from uh, paragraph to paragraph to paragraph, unpacking this one theme. And it can be summed up from the second chapter where James says, if your faith does not have works, it's a dead faith that cannot save you. In other words, the question James is answering is, what kind of faith saves me? And his answer is, it's a faith that works, is a faith that bears Christian fruit. Sometimes uh, skeptics will try to pit James against Paul. Paul spoke of justification by faith alone, and James comes along and says, justification is not by faith alone, but by works. And at first glance, that seems to be a contradiction. But we have to understand the different questions that the two authors are trying to answer. Paul is answering the question, how can a person be saved? And that answer is only by faith in the gospel. But James, as I said, is dealing with the question of what is the nature of that faith that saves. And as Martin Luther, who at first rejected the book of James, but later began uh, to understand what it meant, as he and other reformers said, salvation and justification are by faith alone, but not by a faith that is alone. It brings with it true Christian spirit-empowered works. And one example of this is the third chapter that speaks so much about the tongue. The tongue is a fire set on uh, a spark, a flame set on fire and ignited by hell itself. And and very graphic terminology he uses to describe the tongue that uh, it defiles the whole body and we're able to control and, and tame great beasts, but we're not able to tame the tongue. 
But as you're reading through James 3, and as you're looking at his description of the tongue, what's noticeably absent from it is a command. See, James is not telling you to tame your tongue. He's saying, if your faith is genuine, your tongue will be tamed. And so much throughout the book of James, that's how he is approaching his topic. This is how a true Christian behaves. He does not make distinctions between the rich and the poor. Uh, He's not bitter and jealous and angry. He doesn't fight and quarrel. Instead, he's a peacemaker. And he's gentle. And he's reasonable. And he strives to build up with his words. So I would encourage you to read through the book of James again, and don't see it as a bunch of disconnected statements, but one theme being unpacked, and that is, do you have the kind of faith that will truly bring salvation? Do you persevere through trials? Because that's what a true faith does. It perseveres in the midst of hard times. Read it, think about it, and see if your faith is genuine. Those are my thoughts. For more of them, go to crosstocrown.org, where we strive to motivate Christians to be intentionally Christ-obsessed in all things.